The more articles you buy of a product, the lower is the price. That is the classic pricing model of a wholesaler. For us at Metro, the underlying concept is called buy more, pay less. And how this pricing model is changing Metro's business as part of our growth strategy score, what good results we have already achieved with it, and of course, what advantages it offers our customers, that's what you can find out in this episode of More Podcast Wholesale to the Max. A warm welcome to all of you, dear colleagues. My name is Bernd Rode from Internal Communications at Metro AG. This episode of More Podcast is a very special one because I want to explain to you out there how the price concept Buy More Pay Less or BMPL for short exactly works on site in our metro stores and therefore I drove from the metro campus in Düsseldorf to our metro store in Neuss about 12 kilometers southwest of the metro campus. There I met up with my today's guest to take a tour through the store and talk to him about buy more pay less at Metro and you the colleagues we take you with us so let's go Now I'm here at the entrance of our Metro store in Noise. behind me is the counter where the colleagues welcome the customers coming in and next to me is my today's guest I don't need to introduce him in detail because you already know him from a previous more podcast episode on our score strategy. Back then he was in charge for business transformation at Metro AG, but in the meantime he has recently been appointed director of our management and supply chain and member of the management board of Metro Germany. I warmly welcome Matthias Dutschmann. Hello Matthias. Hello Bernd, good to see you again. Congratulations, first of all, and great to have you back on more podcast. Score is actually super simple, is your statement and also the title of episode 10 of more podcast, where we talked in general about our score strategy. It's a great episode and I got a lot of positive feedback. Thank you as well, Matthias. It was amazing and I must say I particularly enjoyed it because it was the first time for me doing something like this. Mm -hmm. And you created a very nice atmosphere that was completely unknown and I really enjoyed it. It was, it was an amazing experience. Actually. Yeah, thank you. Matthias, before we both go on our store tour here uh, in a moment, has it changed a lot the way you look at our metro business from the perspective of your new position now? So, you know, now I'm in charge actually and not only talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> this is of course a, a, a very different position and, and this is still my, my second week now, right? But still what I see is I see a lot of patterns that are repetitive. Yeah. Needs to be careful that I'm not like a baby with a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yeah. But there are patterns that are repeating. Yeah. And basic principles that, that still apply and that absolutely hold true. Yeah. And one thing that, that is very important that I realized already now is uh, that we need to definitely overcome the way we are working together. Because now we are still very much trapped in our silos. And this is one of the major topics that I need to work on mm. uh, because this transformation requires not only the different way we are looking at things and we do our strategy, it's also the way we are working. Yeah, that's what we are talking about today. Before we start on our way here through the metro store in Noise, I would like to recommend you out there to listen to the previous episode with Matthias. Uh, as I said, it's called uh, Score is actually super simple. Um, and uh, there you can also learn more about Matthias himself. Today, we want to dedicate ourselves entirely to our prices at Metro. 
and simple is not only our score strategy but also our new pricing system buy more pay less and Matthias you are really an expert for BMPL at Metro we both want to show today how it works for example for which product groups and with which price steps but this episode is also about how buy more pay less is changing the processes here in the store for example by presenting our products on pallets and what impact it has on the entire supply chain that and a lot more is what this episode is about today and finally Matthias we have brought us another sound souvenir we are very curious to find out what is it this time but as always we listen to that at the end of our episode so now we are off on our tour through the store so let's go Matthias it's still early in the morning but some customers are already in the store and purchase for their business Matthias nothing within score has changed Metro as much as by more palace it is really at yeah the heart of our wholesale transformation what do we as Metro want to achieve through this new pricing system what are our goals basically we want to fix that what is the major problem of Metro which is this price positioning yeah uh, we, we sometimes call it perception but it's in reality really the positioning uh, we have way too long looked at retail as a benchmark but wholesale is structurally lower than retail and this is what we want to fix with it on top of that and uh, I mentioned already the retail one we don't want to start a price war on the single unit with retail yeah? and this is why we basically do buy more pay less because our customers our b2b customers let it be the Orica or the trader they buy more so we can position ourselves on bigger quantities with better prices that are on the wholesale level and they need to be structurally lower than retail yeah as always in our metro stores um, yeah the non-food category comes first here um, we can see terrace furniture for outdoor gastronomy but we also see workwear over there and office supplies here which brings me to the question does buy more palace actually work for all categories matthias generally yes uh, i mean repositioning prices to be wholesale applies for food as it does for non-food the basic problem that we always had in non-food was that we treated it entirely differently than the food categories yeah we even have two entries yeah one for the professionals they come directly into the food and the non-professional mm. sco as we call for for the for the non-food which is an issue because we want to be a wholesaler in all categories so generally repositioning of prices to be in line with a wholesale price positioning and being really aggressive works perfectly well not obviously with every article in non-food equipment for example investment goods is difficult yeah? buy three fridges and get a better price probably not yeah this is not that mm. what we would be addressing but when it comes to for example gastro consumables it works perfectly well yeah? mm. Yeah, here at uh, Metro in Germany, buy more palace is called Staffelpreise. So roughly translated into English, is it price level or price tier? And what these tiers look like exactly is what we are going to take a look at now. So where are we going now, Matthias? Let's go to pasta. Pasta. Okay, yeah. so let's go. So here we are in one of our shelf aisles uh, aisle number it's number seven here yeah and here you can buy pretty much everything you need in an italian pasta restaurant for example yeah tomato sauce over there and of course pasta no and here is the pasta of the brand 
Dejeko with three price levels. So, Matthias, please describe us how exactly the price levels work. Indeed. So, uh, what we are now looking at are the, the single unit packs, the 500 grams. Mm -hmm. So, the typical pack that also an end consumer would buy. And you can see here, we have three prices. One is for the single unit. So, if you buy single unit, you get, you get this 2.56 euro. And if you buy 12, you get a much lower price. This is 170. That's a significant yeah. discount. So, 80 cents less. This is mm -hmm. significant. Yeah? And the yeah. basic idea is that you set the last tier on the unit of the logistics. So, this in this case would be 12. Yeah? You have 12 pieces in one box. Yeah. So, if you buy the whole box, you get this price. Okay. And if you buy a lower amount, you get then accordingly a lower one. As you can see here now, we, we have just changed it because some others are on 136. Yeah, for example, yeah, the, the notchy. So, mm -hmm. so half of it. Yeah. yeah. And the basic idea is here, because this is an article that is neither bought by traders nor by Horeca. Yeah? Okay. At the end of the day, this is something that is bought by the end consumers. Okay. And in order to make those prices yeah. more accessible, we switch to 136 consistently. Okay. Yeah? Mm -hmm. But here's also a, a catch. If you compare, for example, the Penne Regatta, and you would buy three kilos. Yeah. yeah. So you have six times this, yeah. you had ten something. Six of yeah? these ten packages. Something. You would mm -hmm. buy six of this. But if you compare this to the price of the 3 kg uh, yeah, professional pack, three kilo packs. even though we have buy more pillars, it's consistently higher. Yeah. This consistently higher is an inconsistency of the pricing yeah. between the single unit pricing and the big pack pricing. So in this case, it would be cheaper if I buy this single units. Uh, then you're buying one big pack, yeah, okay. which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? So these are things we need to fix. Yeah, and, and we need to work on. But it demonstrates the complexity of the buy more less, what we actually have here. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So, but in general, if the customer gets this very good price for, for the bulk pack, it also means that he wants to buy more then, no? in, in best case. No? And for example, several of these bulk packs here. Uh, and in the end, this also means for us as Metro that we sell these large quantities uh, for a, or at a very low price. To what extent does that pay off for us as a wholesaler in the end? Because the margin per unit is getting smaller, right? Indeed. Yeah. And there are two fundamental differences between a wholesale model and a retail model. For the hypermarket, the customer is a cloud. Yeah? They are profiles mm -hmm. yeah? and they need to pay a lot of money in order to get them taking a loyalty card to identify them. But it's a one-to-many approach. Wholesale is one-to-few. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Our customer is not a, a, a generic profile. These are individuals we can work with directly. That's difference number one. But, but the most important one when it comes to pricing is that the wholesale model is much more focused on cash generation than it is on percentage margin. So our model is to generate margin in terms of cash and not with the percentage. Mm -hmm. So it's all about the cash. This is why all the cash flow elements are so important. Like for example, stock. We cannot afford having huge stock days. We cannot afford financing the suppliers. We cannot. Yeah, we need to look at all stock. We need to look at articles that are really rotating and not a museum on the shelf. Mm -hmm. So rotation through buy more pillars is exactly that what supports a wholesale model. Yeah? Okay. But another consequence is that we need significantly more products in larger quantities. So um, we not only have to procure these via the uh, supply chain, but also store them here in the, in the metro store. 
aren't there unnecessary costs if the goods are stored here in the store for a long period of time? And, and that, that's an observation that we had in the process of the score that for for the reason of buy more pay less or own brand or etc uh, we increase stock days that that should not be the case <laughs> to be really honest it's a bit surprising that that was the argumentation what buy more pay less is doing it is increasing rotation yeah and if you have central ordering in place with mdsp that system should learn that and order only the quantities that are needed You should not start with putting a lot of cash, uh, cash basically on the ground by putting everywhere articles yeah. and then hope it will sell. No, the ordering should be the consequence of the rotation and not vice versa. We are not selling more because we have put it on the pallet. This will not happen. Mm. We, we sell more because we have a good price yeah, and we have availability. Okay. Yeah? So as a consequence, biophilus should be a means of reducing stock days and, and stock in the store and not the opposite. Yeah, okay, I see, yeah. So then, let's go a little further, Matthias, over there to the MetroChef tomato sources. But uh, we can see it uh, also here. This is another example. Chili This sauce. is a MetroChef chili sauce. Um, and here again, we see the Staffelpreise with the three price levels. Why does Bei Palace make sense, especially for our own brands, Matthias? Generally, having very attractive prices for our own brand makes a lot of sense, obviously. right? And in the past, we have also been pushing promotions on own brands significantly. But this is not what you should necessarily be doing for, especially when it comes to a gastronomy brand. If I'm a, a gastronomy customer mm -hmm. and I'm using a certain ingredients, I have the tendency to stick to it because I, I, it's predictable, the taste is, is, is the same, you know, I'm not willing to change just because today that is on promotion. So you don't make people switch. So it makes a lot of sense to have attractive prices for own brand on an EDLP level. On top of that, all the investments that we do in promotion for own brand are on our own account. Mm. And when it comes to economies of scale, they are very, in particular at work, For own brands, the more volumes we have, the better cocks we can realize. So in the midterm and the long term, driving volumes through own brand is absolutely important to get the cocks down. Okay, it cox, works there very cox well. means cost, cost of goods. Of goods. You know, so how much so, we hmm. pay for our own brands yeah. depends on the volumes. Yeah, if, we, if you order only one tray, we pay like a Tesla. Mm. Yeah, if we buy uh, 30 trucks, we get a very good price yeah. on a single unit. So, and, and that is something, uh, uh, you know, for own brand in particular works. And therefore, doing buy more, pay less generally for own brand is a very good idea if you reroute investments. Having said that, though, if you have a Metro Chef own brand, which is already a wholesale pack from the size, it doesn't necessarily mm. make sense to do buy more, pay less. I had one example from one country, and I will not tell which one it was. They had the single unit. 4 kg cheese. Mm. They put the buy more per less there with the last tier being 16 pieces. <laughs> so 16 times 4, you can, there's a yeah. hell of a lot of, of, of cheese. I wonder what yeah. kind of customers would buy so much cheese. Yeah. So if you have a single unit that is already at a wholesale level, consumption level, why would you go for a buy more per less? You go for an EDLP on the single unit already. Yeah. EDLP means every everyday day low, price, low price, wholesale mm -hmm. price. Yeah. You do a wholesale price on the single unit already. Then, by the way, you also <coughs> excuse me, avoid those inconsistencies between a smaller pack and a bigger pack like we had from DeCeco. Okay, I see, yeah. I have another principal question. If 
buy more, pay less is used for more and more articles. This is first and foremost an investment from a financial point of view. How do we finance this and how does it pay off in the medium and long term for Metro in general? So first of all, what we see is that the elasticity of especially our B2B customers is very high. Yeah? We need to consider that our customers are basically businessmen and women and they are managing their own P&L. So therefore, providing them with a better price will create uplifts. Yeah? These uplifts basically generate more cash for us. So there's a certain self-financing aspect. Secondly, we are rerouting investments that we did before in high volume sales and CAPs and in promo into that. So the, the margin waterfall will look different, will be reconfigured. So it will be self-financing. Mm. Then uh, for own brands, the volumes is helping us to lower the, the cost per piece. Mm -hmm. yeah? And it puts us also into a better negotiation position with the suppliers, where we sharpen our profile as a so-called route to market for professional customers, which increases overall our ability to get better buying conditions. But this is, this is not where it ends. If you have higher volumes and you sell by big packs, this is much much easier for the stores to replenish. It also helps us to reduce complexity of assortment because when you have an uplift of sales, it's, it, it makes us easier to take some things out. Mm -hmm. This is why we started with Bimopeles. And in the next phase, we need to go into reducing complexity of our assortment, really focusing, making it relevant uh, and making choices. Here, Bimopeles will help us because we get the sales. But it's not only this. We can also go one step uh, 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 back in the in the in the flow, which is the supply chain. BMPL and everyday low price drive stability into the supply chain. Mm. So, and the more predictable the supply chain becomes, the cheaper it can be organized. Yeah? And this leads into, for example, full pallet ordering. Yeah? Sometimes even in trader countries, they're in the luxury situation to order full trucks. Mm -hmm. And this opens the opportunity to negotiate with the supplier different budgets as we have negotiated before. Mm. Typically, the buying team negotiates marketing budgets. With buy more, pay less, and with volume as the volume-driven model, we can go much more into supply chain efficiency and addressing logistics budgets, mm -hmm. yeah, which a wholesaler needs to do because mm -hmm. as a wholesaler, we are, first of all, the supply chain of our customers. We are their warehouse, and we are the route to market of our suppliers. So we are overall all supply chain. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then let's move on and continue our store tour to the chilled and fresh products department. And that reminds me, uh, how Matthias, you uh, thought of your sound souvenir. In our previous episode, you had an interesting statement by the philosopher uh, Bertrand Russell. Is it something similar today? Uh, I would say it's the opposite. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, then let's see. We are all very curious about your sound souvenir for this episode. But as always, we'll listen to that at the end of our episode. So, in the meantime, the store has filled up with some more customers. There's already a lot going on here. Some also with very full trolleys. That's good to see. Um, up to now, especially customers with high turnover have benefited from special discounts depending on their annual turnover at Metro. What about these individual customer prices? Will these continue to exist? They will continue to exist for sure in FSD. Mm -hmm. yeah, so in FSD, this is the way to go. This is uh, about managing a customer P&L because at the end of the day, we are the ones 
who kind of also choose with whom we want to work for. Yeah? And CIP for FSD makes perfectly sense. Mm -hmm. When it comes to cash and carry, I would like to quote a colleague from the Berlin Friedrichshain store, an amazing store located yeah. in a catchment area that is just fantastic. Yeah. And I asked there the colleague from the store, he had no clue who I was. He was asking me, I, was, I asked him, okay, what do you think about this buy more pillars, the Staffelpreis? This is amazing. Uh, especially for our gastronomy customers. And he was himself a gastronomy in a gastronomy mm -hmm. business before. Yeah, yeah. He said, it is amazing because the CIPs were utterly complex for us to maintain it and to communicate it. And the customer never knew exactly what they have. And then you have to update it because there's inflation, etc. So it's a lot of complexity. But the main argument he was bringing was uh, about the business model of gastronomy as such. There's such a huge fluctuation in gastronomy, you have a lot of people opening a restaurant and closing a restaurant. Mm. And, and this leads to, the, to a lot of fluctuation also of our customers coming to us. So they open a restaurant, oh, go to Metro, they say, oh, get the card, enter inside, see our shelf prices, if they're not Staffelpreis, and they get the shelf price shock. <laughs> and to avoid the shelf price shock, the, the Staffelpreis, the BMPL, helps to overcome that because you immediately see it, you see the quantities, Oh, it makes sense. That is a really good price. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah? yeah. So to avoid the shelf price shock and to be EDLP, to avoid the complexity of maintaining it, we go for the BMPL. Okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have arrived here at the, the chilled and fresh products department. It's pretty cold here and the colleagues who work here have put on jumpers under their metro jackets. Um, we see here these yogurts here from the brand, it's Wein Stefan, uh, a German brand. Um, And I noticed that there are different versions of the exact same yogurt, for example, same brand, same package size, but with different flavors, of course. As a customer, uh, do I have to buy the largest quantity for each yogurt flavor to get the best price? So does BMPL only exist for the exact same product? So um, if you have a yogurt um, with different flavors, you have some which have a very high rotation. Yeah? Mm -hmm. For example, vanilla, standard, yeah? strawberry, very high rotation. So if you buy a full tray, and here we have 12 pieces on one tray, for a trader, that, that is okay. Mm -hmm. For an end consumer, already not. I mean, who's buying 12 pieces of a yogurt, mm -hmm. considering shelf life issues, for example, as well. Mm -hmm. So to facilitate this accessibility, to making the price also attractive for articles that are not so high rotating, we introduce this mix and match so that you can take high rotating articles, combine them with lower rotating ones, but you still accumulate the volumes. So you can have a mixed tray of different types of yogurts. You put the low rotating ones together mm. and you still get a good price, which makes sense for, for a trader, which makes sense for Horeca, for specific articles. You can mix it with yeah. something else, you get the better the wholesale price. Okay, I see. So then let's move on to our fruits, vegetables, fish and meat departments, our ultra-fresh categories. I notice that we don't see almost no special offers here. Do these no longer exist? Because until now, promotional prices played the same big role in wholesale as they do in the retail sector, right? Yeah, this is uh, another issue, uh, another topic that we have observed. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, we have seen a very kind of ideological mm -hmm. implementation of when it comes to buy more pay less. Mm -hmm. yeah. Buy more pay less is not a religion. We need to do it when it makes sense. 
So do promotions make generally sense to drive traffic, etc., not to the same extent as it does in retail, but there is no reason why not to do certain promotions also for gastronomy. We have now the, the, the sales challenge happening. Yeah? Mm. This is basically a promotion. Yeah. And why, why not to give also our professional customers a better price for a time? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Why not? When it comes to the stable supply, the permanent ingredients that is fueling their business, I would go for the EDLP because they want to have the stability also of their calculation. So maintaining a certain degree of promotion, for example, in categories where Biomopilis is not so widely adopted, like in Ultrafresh, makes perfectly sense. So again, it's not BMPL is not a religion. Yeah. It's a tool to overcome the price positioning issues that we have against retail. Yeah, yeah okay, I see, yeah. Um, yeah, we are almost at the end of our tour of the store here in Noise. We can already see the checkouts over there. Hence my final question, Where are we today with the implementation of Buy More Palace? And above all, do we have there still room for improvement? So I, I take two perspectives here. Uh, perspective number one is still my two weeks ago perspective from the group. Yeah. Here we see significant momentum in basically all countries. So there is no country anymore that doesn't have it. Yeah? And there's significant growth in volumes coming from this and it is really working. But this comes with a catch. Yeah? The faster you roll that out, yeah, the more problems you might get into you know, the fine-tuning of it. Because it's a new approach, it's something where we need to learn, we need to be aware of those inconsistency issues, we need to ensure really that the prices are really going down and we also know that our category measures are sometimes doing funny things like increasing the single unit price to ensure that they have a certain discount to the tier three or now with inflation that they keep their margin percentage constant which basically inflates inflation. So all of the things that we need to watch out play a role. So we are in a phase mm -hmm. in a lot of countries where we need to basically optimize what we already have before making significantly more steps in rolling it out. So, dear colleagues, you've heard it. Our Buy More Palace pricing system is a central part of our score strategy. And this score strategy is based on our core values, the five metro fundamentals, which shows us the way to achieve our goals. They describe what we do, what we want to achieve and how we get there. And if you out there want to learn more about the fundamentals, be sure to take a look at our United Intranet and our Fundamentals page. There you will find texts, videos, FAQs and much more to help you better understand our fundamentals and what they mean. And it's also a great opportunity to take a deeper look at our fundamentals so you can integrate them into your daily work. So click on the link in the show notes of this episode of more podcast and dive into the world of our Metro Fundamentals. And now we continue with the episode. Enjoy. So now we have finished our store tour and we are standing here at the checkouts. There are some customers with full trolleys. Yeah, and it's beautiful to see, right? Yeah. I mean, if you look at this, this is just making me feel really yeah. good. You yeah. see, this is probably a trader. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. yeah. On the left, that is probably a horeca. And seeing those big trolleys packed with soft drinks, with uh, sweets, Haribo, Rundose, beautiful. Yeah. yeah and, and this is what makes me excited about what we're doing. Yeah. This is what motivates me every day. Absolutely. So and we see also the customers 
waiting at the, at the yeah, checkouts and, and, and waiting to get rid of their money. <laughs> and Matthias, before you get rid of me and the podcast mic, let's get to the highlight of each episode, uh, your sound souvenir, Matthias, because even today we don't want to miss the sound of our more podcast guests remembering something beautiful, something he likes to hear, something that inspires and motivates him. So Matthias, let us hear what sound did you bring? Yeah, so uh, I mentioned already before, it's basically a bit of the opposite of what philosophy is all about. Yeah. So, and so. let me just play it. Okay, yeah, Matthias took out his no. smartphone. That so sounds it, like, yeah. Yeah, a noise. So there are some people cheering for a goal, apparently, of their favorite uh, football club. Yeah. So I, I'm absolutely not into football. So I'm the opposite of what you would call a fan. Yeah? Uh -huh. So, However, I got some really interesting and uh, very inspiring uh, a story uh, told by, by a former football star. Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity that we were... Which one? It's um, Mönchengladbach. Yeah. yeah? Borussia Mönchengladbach, I don't know. I, yeah, this so is it's, my it's favorite football uh, club. Uh, wow. So Mr. Born and Mönchengladbach. Mr. Bonhof. Rainer Bonhof. I yeah. He was yeah. apparently world champion when I was born, yeah, yeah. in 1974. Absolutely. So when he came there and he spoke to us and he was telling a story about two very famous football players of that club. Mm -hmm. And they really hated each other. They did not like each other. Mm -hmm. Personally, there was a grudge and, and they had it. But if football teaches us one It's this so-called team geist, the mm. spirit of a, of a team. And they did something that I found remarkable. Every morning they came to the club to train or to have a, a game. Mm. They shook their hands and said, today Borussia. Mm. So, so they, they, they basically symbolized by this of leaving all the personal stuff, their egos and whatever at home and to focus on the purpose you know, of the game of, of, and the spirit of this team. And now I can come back to what I said at the beginning, what I observed. Mm. We are very much trapped in our silos, in our functions. And we need to learn how to listen to each other, especially in a transformation. We want to do things significantly differently in the future. Yeah. Yeah? And this only works if we are really working together and listen to the other and understand what's really going on. Yeah? And this leaving the ego at home and focusing on, on, on the company, really, Yeah, is really that what I what I took from that, yeah. and uh, and therefore uh, my standard speech is now heute Metro, so today Metro, and leave all the ego and the personal interest at home yeah. and focus on, on the future of this company. Yeah. yeah, that's basically what we want to achieve with our fundamentals, especially with our one Metro fundamental, yes. and it sounds like um, yeah, that is exactly what you mean with the story. Exactly, Matthias, great sound, especially because it was about Borussia Mönchengladbach uh, <laughs> <laughs> and very interesting your story behind that I, I can recommend you by the way going there it's really impressive yeah, the stadium I, they have a museum there and I know a big I, thing. I know well I know well so but yeah thank you very much for the great sound and above all thank you for the great tour here through our metro store in Neuss we learned a lot about prices and the pricing system buy more pay less today yeah great that you were with us Matthias and all the best for you thank you very much 
And dear Metro colleagues out there, thanks also to you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of more podcasts and please check out the previous episodes as well. You can find them just like this one on United and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to us there and recommend more podcasts to all your colleagues as well. Looking forward to the next episode. Bye bye and take care.